The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler cries until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. The other parents for it's near, it's time to hit that bottle of Time to hit that bottle. No, I'm kidding. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to hit the bottle. You don't have to joke about it. It's time. It is time. We're finally here. We're here after so much anticipation after everybody really I I know you've all been waiting anxiously um, waiting. Anxiously, you know, snapping pens and <laughs> tapping feet. Yeah. We know. We get well, it. We're finally here for you guys. So and forevermore. And forevermore, there's this is just day one. Day one, welcome, welcome to Hitting the Bottle podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah, uh, one of the co-hosts here of this podcast, and I am a single mother of a almost three-year-old little maniac. His name is Owen Fox, but you will often hear me just call him Foxy or Fox. He is a product of Tinder and the love <laughs> of my life, and. Uh, also a terror often so uh you'll hear all about it as we continue this journey yeah he's also just incredibly intelligent and (laughs) so much fun to hang out with like i have fun hanging out with him (laughs) so i'm alicia i am a mother of three-year-old river james we live in salem massachusetts with uh river's dad my partner billy and we are just trying to navigate this entire toddler phase figuring out the right way to handle emotions and screaming tantrums and doing the best we can and hoping for the best. She's kind of a fireball, so. (laughs) She's perfectly sassy. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely in for it, but we love them. We love them very much. We might talk a little shit about them, but we love them very much. Yeah, and I think that sassy is good because that's the Strong will. Strong will is good. Strong will will carry carry her further than than many other things. Yeah. So we talking? Let's talk about what we're drinking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So every week we are going to have a cocktail of the week that we want to sit down and enjoy with you guys, or you guys can just sit down and listen to us without a beverage. But we will be posting the cocktail of the week on Monday nights before Tuesday when our episode comes out. And if you want those ingredients, then you guys will subscribe to our Patreon where you will be able to get all of the mixings in the works and there'll be a little fancy picture. Today we are drinking our version of the Bloody Mary, which we call Mary's Bloody Show. Yes, in honor of the topic of today, which is birth stories. Mm-hmm. So a little grotesque for you, yeah. Because we aren't, we are a little dirty. So we're not fucking around. It. We don't fuck around. Nice and strong, nice and red. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, my friend, are you drinking this week? What has brought that? Uh, what has brought that drink to your hand? I think that there never really has to be an exact reason, but I will say that this week has been a little tougher than usual. River has 
more screaming tantrums than I am used to. Also, her dad went back to work this week, so I am um, navigating this new situation during the pandemic. We've both been home every single day. I think River is reacting to that in a different way of not knowing what the hell is going on. So um, it's just been a little bit testy. And once I put her to bed, I'm ready to pour myself a little (laughs) drink or or six. Or a bottle. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? So my my fun thing this week that I just had to um, experience this morning that made me want an entire bottle of whiskey to the face was a sweet little moment that Owen and I had where he got a little nervous about going potty and I thought maybe he was constipated and kind of screaming about it, saying he was afraid. And I said, it's okay, go, I'll be right there. And before I can make it to the bathroom, he was running back out of the bathroom saying, I pooped and I peed and it's all over. <laughs> so I walk over to where he was. Thank God he kind of stopped at the point that he was at. It was like kind of in the hallway outside of the bathroom. And uh, sure enough, there was some soft poop all over the floor <laughs> oh, no. and pee. And then as he turned around, he stepped in it oh, no. and carried it with him. Uh, back into the bathroom. So anyway, a little, a small little regression of our potty training. He's been very good about it. But um, then I, I am proud of myself because I actually kept my cool. Uh, whereas prior, I've probably scared him into not wanting to poop because I've yeah. gotten so frustrated. But today was very like, okay, it's okay. Yeah, we poop. Sometimes we yeah. poop on the floor. Yeah. Sometimes we shit on the floor. Sometimes we pee all over the place. Get in the tub. Don't you get out of the tub. Stay in the tub. Don't move. But that's all fine. And uh, and then and then I threw the way threw away the towels that he had stepped on. But we're all good. We're you know uh, I just knew that I needed a beverage. Yeah, yeah. And you know we've all been there, Owen. You never know what happens after midnight. Midnight, you know. After that, <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I'm not kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I've shit on a couple floors in my life. All right, like <laughs> back off me. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we all have. Let's be real. Yeah. So that's good. So we have our drinks. We are going to tell you guys our birth stories. We're going to share one that was submitted a little bit later on, and we're just going to kind of shoot the shit. So, Sarah, you want to go first and tell us. Owen's birth story or your birth story? Is it Owen's birth story or is it your birth story? Uh, yeah, my birth story, our our collective birth story uh, started on January. So Owen decided to hang out. He was not in any hurry to eject himself. He needed to be evicted. He was really, you know, not paying rent anymore. He's kind of like freeloading, um, which I imagine will happen again in his thirties. But um, <laughs> I, I got to the point where it was ten days past, and and my doctor wouldn't allow us to go past that. So she basically said, "At ten days, if he's not there, if he's not, nothing's happening. Let's let's we're gonna have to induce you." Um, and I had a birth plan loosely that I thought was going to be very natural. I was thinking like, oh, "I'm gonna try to do it without drugs." Um, so the moment induction was a part of the story, obviously it was kind of out the, out the, out the door, out the window and 
into the next town for me. So, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, my induction was set for 1am on, he was due the 20th and this was the 29th. So nine days, 1am on the 29th. So we get to the hospital and I am dilated. Not a, not a bit. I'm at two and I've been at two for weeks. You know, you could be sitting at two for months. Right. Um, right. So I get there and they have to do the balloon, which I had no idea what that meant. I, I, in the, in the moment I was like, oh, they're just trying to pop my water because my water didn't break, but I guess it's actually, yeah. it's a, it's a, it, it serves to begin the induction and like try to induce you. Um, I keep saying induction, which sounds really funny. So I don't know if that term. I don't, I, I mean, I feel like we probably all know what you're talking about, but can you explain what, what that felt like? The balloon. What, what is the, yeah. What is the balloon? I didn't see it, but it was yeah. they. They. Um. It basically felt like, like during a, a an exam when sh- they put the, oh, like the thing that like, like tongs. Yeah, They're like tongs <laughs> that open well, in your vagina. The vagina tongs <laughs> into yes. your canal. Um, mm-hmm. it felt similar to that, but it felt like it went up about five extra inches oh, and it felt, fuck. it felt like she was just kind of like, woo, like kind of swirling it around. Like it, it felt like she didn't know what she was doing and she didn't cause it didn't work the first time she went in. She couldn't figure out it didn't work. I just hurt my crotch. Yeah. It just felt like, or like a skewer stick was like, oh my God. It didn't feel good, and and she was up there for a long time with it. Anyway, it happened twice because the first time, nothing, it didn't work, so she had to go in a second time. And I had to go, uh, when my doctor came in, I was like, did my water break? I, did it even work? She's like, yeah, your water broke a yeah. long time ago. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just here. We're just, we're just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here for your, for your enjoyment. Do whatever you want to me at this point. Yeah. So I'm now on Pitocin and hooked up to all the monitors. They're all beeping next to me. And it's just kind of like, okay, here we go. Let's just see what happens. And then you're in a waiting game. So uh, as time goes on, I do not dilate. Like I'm just, we're just steady at a two. We hit a three. We, we kind of coast to a four and we're sitting at a four pretty <laughs> solidly for a while. And, and Owen's dad is, you know, in the room with me. And then my stepmom was there also, which was actually a godsend. It was really lovely. She didn't stay kind of through the whole thing, but she was there for most of it. Yeah. And at one point, <laughs> something starts beeping loudly and incessantly. And it's like terrifying, beep, 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 you know, whatever. And five doctors rush in, doctors, nurses, whoever. I have oh no God. idea who they are. They rush in. They are not talking to us. So, uh, oh, his dad jumps up and like, is kind of, you know, not doing anything, but he's there kind of like, I'm, I'm alert because he was not so alert prior to that. Um, and so they're, you know, freaking out, yeah, doing things, moving me around, moving me around. Finally, I, they move me to a position where all of the, uh, it stops, the beeping stops and then they leave. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? I'm terrified. I don't know if he's okay. The doctor comes in finally and says like, okay, here's what happened. You can't move now. <laughs> his heart, his heart rate dropped. And now, uh, in order to make sure that his heart beats steady and he's okay, you actually have to stay on the, your right side and not move. And my right side was facing machines and the inside of the hospital. Oh my God. And my left side was facing the windows that were like 
maybe facing another building, but it was still New York City and it was still, right. you know, sun, light. Yeah. Um, but no, so I'm I'm facing these these machines and now I can't move. Also, like to ask you a pregnant person not to move is just a huge ask. Right, right, right. Don't move. Don't and it was and it was one of those things that I probably could have moved a little bit, but you're so you're in fear and yeah. it, there's this unknown. Right. Um and also I should have mentioned I did get the epidural. At first I, I was planning on not getting it. I I was like, okay, well I'll just I'll take the Pitocin and I'll just not do the epidural, whatever. Uh and then about fifteen minutes into the Pitocin, after the the tech came in and was like, I can give it to you now. And I said, No thanks. And he said, Okay, well, you're gonna want it. Yeah. If you're gonna if you want it, you're gonna wanna get me fast. If you decide you want it, you're gonna have to get me fast because, you know, I'm gonna be busy. So it might not happen as quickly as you want. Anyway, oh. he leaves and probably, you know, not even not too too not too long after that, the Pitocin really kicked in and, and it's extremely painful and uh it makes your body contract because it's trying to force labor. Mm-hmm. So you know, I not experiencing any, I had not had a natural contraction yeah. at all. Yeah. So I had no labor pains. I had, I had no nothing. Like I didn't feel a natural labor at any point so in time. So this was like so, so intense. It's so, so intense and shocking. There was no lead up to it. So of course I'm going, this is fucking death. I can't handle this. Yeah. And I can't handle this for 20 hours. Like absolutely not. So as soon as those contractions started, I'm holding on. I remember this holding onto the side of the side of the bed and just screaming like go fucking get them like <laughs> devil satan uh i think joe i've never seen him run so fast out the door but uh he might not have run but in my mind he ran fast i hope he um, did i hope he did too but i actually don't know if he did um anyway epidural in we're all good so at this point i'm now back to me being on my side forever um this just continues. And, and at one point the doctor said, Oh, you can move back on your back. I move back on my back. The same thing happens. The, the beeps go off. The doctors rush in again. They said, okay, you can't move. You just can't move. Um, and throughout all of this, I'm super nauseous. I am like, um, just constantly on the verge of vomit. It just feels, and I didn't have anything in my system, right? You didn't do, you hadn't yeah. eaten anything or drank anything. No. So, so, uh, I just feel gross and I keep telling people that and 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 they kind of you know oh, okay you're fine I'm like I'm not fine so finally um they brought me this I don't know what it is I should have looked it up I didn't it's like and all I remember is it was like a little cup of something like a weird little like like a Keurig cup of coffee it looked like that but it was this orange something it's the glycerin and they were all over again. <laughs> yes yes and um I did not have the diabetes so yeah, so I took that and that was supposed to help. And um, that was one of the things I was allowed to do. It wouldn't affect anything. Anyway, keep that in mind. Very nauseous the whole time. Nothing was really helping. So 20 hours in, it's 7 p.m. My doctor, who I actually loved very much and really appreciated, I think she, you know, I've said this before where I think that some women fear the idea of a C-section because they think that doctors do it just because they want to get it over with or, you know, whatnot. Right. And if they have a birth plan, it's against their birth plan, which right. I respect. I didn't feel that way with her. I felt like she really, you know, with the heart 
rate falling and things like that. I basically, she said, do you want to do a C-section or do you want to keep waiting? I'm at seven, seven centimeters. So I said, let's just do it. Yeah. So at that point, you know, I'm, I'm not dilating. I'm nothing's happening. Uh, he's already dropped. Heart rate's already dropped twice. What, what am I doing? What am I going to do? What are we, why are we holding off? And it's 20 hours of labor of drugs being pumped in your system. You just don't, you can't. Yeah. I, I needed it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, you know, that's it. So we said, yes, let's do it. And it took about an hour for them to set everything up and, uh, just the most, um, beautiful part of the entire birthing for me comes, comes next. And I can't tell if you're serious. (laughs) Well, you'll find out. It was quite a joy. Uh, they wheel you into, they wheeled me out into the new, the new room, the operating room. And, you know, um, oh, so they put the, they put the new drug in you. Then first you got to get the new drug. The new drug is, uh, the numbing drug, which numbs your body waist down, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously because they're cutting you open. It's a big surgery. Um, so my body freaked out on all these drugs. I think I, I, just as I'm sure many people's have, but as soon as that drug went into my system, I did go numb for the most part, but my arms flailed like fucking a chicken being chased by a dog. Like it was like this, like flapping in like, not just little shakes, not like the coffee shakes, just flapping. I couldn't uncontrollable. And, uh, so, so that starts happening and I I don't think I said anything or if I did, it was just kind of like, Hey, I'm shaking. And they just went, okay, you're fine. Yeah. And I remember when we got into the room, they wheel you in one bed and then there's another bed next to it. And they just looked at me and they go, okay, move over, get help, help us get you on this other bed. And I'm just like, how are you fucking serious? Like, I I can't feel the body. Uh, I'm essentially like a, a little beached whale, just like a baby whale stuck who has no way of moving themselves over onto right. the new bed, but they expected me to. So I like, you're also all... like numb from your waist I'm down. Not, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, Oh, <laughs> help us move you onto this next bed. I like, right. it was just this moment of, I, uh, uh, excuse me, what? Anyway, I helped them, I suppose, by just you know, flopping around <laughs> until my body got to the next, to the next bed. And then, you know, the sheet goes up. I keep saying, you know, cause I know, you know, but yeah. if you don't know who's listening, there's a, you know, a sheet that sits at your chest. Uh, so you actually can't see what's going on. And the bed that, uh, the bed that you're on has cross it. It's shaped like a cross. So your arms go out on the sides and there are straps on those, which I am assume because the shaking occurs and to keep you still, uh, they did not strap me in, so I just, you know, continued flailing around as they cut me open. And the 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 weirdest feeling because I could f- I could actually feel it. I couldn't feel pain, but I could feel movement and cutting, yeah. and I could feel it all. So fucked. So up. I felt when they took things out and moved things around. Yeah, it didn't. It anyway. That was also the nausea. N- the nausea came back. I am like, uh, okay this is all beautiful. There's going to be a baby, but I'm so concentrated on how, where are my body parts right now? I'm feeling so sick. <laughs> yeah. I remember asking uh, Owen's dad, Hey, did you look at it? He's like, there was a lot of blood, but I didn't look, I didn't look. I'm like, I figured there's a lot of blood. I just really wanted to know what was happening down there. But yeah, so they get him out, they get him out. And he is 
He was he was sunny side up and he was tangled. He I she never said if it was wrapped around his neck, but she said he was tangled up in the umbilical cord. So so scary. Uh, so scary. And and also that's a moment where I go, well, you know what? This is the way it had to be. I birth, you know, some if something could have happened natural birth where he would have got caught up, whatever. This is the way it had to be. And I'm glad that that, that this happened. Yeah, but that's true. Um, Got you know, in the moment, I don't know if I thought that. Maybe afterwards, I don't think I was thinking anything of the sort in the moment. Yeah. But um, so so they get him out. I hear him crying. You hear him cry, and that's like such a good feeling. And I just yelled to Joe, "Is he perfect? Is he perfect? He's perfect. Is he perfect? Is he perfect? Is he perfect?" And it was just I couldn't stop saying, "Is he yeah. perfect?" It wasn't even. I didn't know what else to say. I knew I shouldn't keep yelling it, but I did. Yeah. And. Joe, you know, Joe went over, took him over to the sink. They cleaned him up and comes back around the front where I'm, you know, still convulsing and still saying, is he perfect? Is he perfect? Is he perfect? Flopping like a dentist. Just, yes. <laughs> Flopping around just on the my, table. <laughs> this is what's in my mind. I bet you looked beautiful. No, I was absolutely looked like a dying flopping fish. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I have photos to prove it. And that was the other thing. That, you know, anyway. He has to go potty. You can hear him? I think so. Go potty then. <laughs> I'll be right out. Uh, there's going to be poop on the floor again. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Full circle here. I don't know why. That just made me excited. Like... <laughs> you fucking sadist. So Joe brings him around to the front of me in front of the, in front of the sheet. And they're having this moment. It looks lovely. I'm not really paying attention. I'm thinking about how badly I have to, I feel sick. I feel so oh nauseous. God. I might vomit. So they're hold, Joe's holding him, like cute moment. And then they're like, okay, here you go. And just set him on my chest. I'm shaking. I'm nauseous. I can't touch him. I feel like he's going to fall. They leave him alone on my chest. And I am just like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Have you never done this before? I don't know why this makes me laugh so bad. I just picture you like with this like tiny little bouncing baby on your chest. <laughs> he's just he's just bouncing on my booze. They're they're watching him. It's like he's a like, little baby Joe trampoline. Doing? He's just like, you're doing great, mom. <laughs> I think I mean, yeah, in the, in everybody else's minds, they're like, "This is such a beautiful moment." In my mind, I'm like, "I'm gonna right. drop this kid immediately." And you know what? It probably was. It probably was, but as you yes. experiencing it, it's a, it was it's a completely not. It was view. awful, and they set him down, and it was a moment. And I, you know, not to say it wasn't a beautiful moment, but it was a moment of like, okay, cool, take him away, yep. not take him, get him off me. And then they move him, and I look over, and I go, I'm gonna vomit. And the nurse next to me was right before that going oh let's take pictures let's take pictures like joe brought his phone in oh they told God. him to bring his phone in so they could take photos and she's taking pictures of me and then i'm like well i have to i'm gonna be sick so she comes over with this like hand-sized pan and goes just throw up in here <laughs> so as soon as they get him off my chest i turn my head i vomit and miss the pan vomit all over like come on like is your- it wasn't are your body parts even back in your body at this point? No, I don't think so. She couldn't have been that quick. I just feel like that's like your body's like, I'm fucking going. Like I'm doing <laughs> everything right now. Like I just got cut up. I just gave birth. I'm going to fucking puke. It's time. I'm Get gonna rid shake. of this. 
<laughs> I'm just impressed. I'm, I'm wildly impressed with the way that your body handled it. I think that was survival mode. I think yeah. that was like, what's happening to us? Let's regurgitate. Let's <laughs> let's get let's whatever we can do to try to right. bring life back. I don't know, but yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. So she 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 sews me back up, which I felt that I felt that. Oh, oh, I remember feeling the sewing, and again, it didn't hurt. I don't know how to explain it. It didn't hurt, but I could feel it. I could feel the tugging and. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything because I feel like that's another thing that we go through. We just don't say anything, which like, fuck, should have said something. Well, you know, if you say something, they're just going to be like, oh, well, you're numbed yeah, up. Yeah, you're right. Your numbed up right. as you could be right, right now. So like, right. what else can yes. happen? But I would almost rather be feeling it than not not feeling yeah, it and knowing. Yeah. Well, and yeah, knowing, I guess I could go. You know? Yeah, yeah. I guess I could Again, go you're, you're a warrior. I have no idea how you did any of this, but. Well, I mean, incredible. You, well, we'll get to your story, but I think that yeah, you've been through the gamut as well. But anyway, so so they take him away. I vomit everywhere. All is well. They stitch me up, roll me into this like temporary middle room, and it was so weird. It was a, it was just, it felt like it was just a room of beds and curtains, <laughs> but it 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 was like a hallway pathway. It was so bizarre. And I remember they, you know, I had him, it was just me and him in this dark room, just having our own moment. And it was the most like, oh, it was the most perfect moment. And I looked at him and I was just like, I could do this again. Immediately. I forgot. I completely forgot about the last 20 hours. I completely forgot that I had like tree trunks for lays because I was so swollen. I'm like in the bed. Anyway, it was just this. I say right, but I also am thinking at the same time that you're like an absolute psychopath. I'm a psycho. (laughs) Hold on, Owen. Hold on. You got to go poopy. There's poopy. There's poopy. Please. False alarm. He he just tried to lure me out with poop stories. He lured (laughs) me out. He was bribing me saying, mom, I'm going to poop so that I would open the door. Yeah. These children are manipulative. Mm-hmm. Do not. They're ruthless. Listen, they're ruthless. And also, we think that they're little, oh, they don't know anything. They know so much. They're, they're so, so much smarter much. than we give them credit for all the yeah. time. No, it's true. But. It's true. It's kind of scary, but it's true. Ugh. Um. Yeah, so I had him. He exists. And here we are three years later. Yeah. Um. I think that's the end of my birth story. I'm not sure I missed anything. But if yeah. I did, I'm sure we'll cover it in the future. Yeah. And uh, oh. what like what I think it all ties back into like what you said so many times when listening to your story is why is nobody listening to me? Yeah. And it's like it's so hard because you trust these people, right? Like you're going in blind. I mean, for both of us, we're going in blind. Our difference was you had a great relationship with your doctors. I right. didn't have a relationship right. with my doctors. But at the same time, you're still going in blind. So you don't know. So with a lack of communication, I mean, you're just trusting your body with these people. Mm-hmm. A vulnerable experience. Oh, yeah. And vulnerable. That, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Because you have, I mean, at, at th- that time when you were saying there are uh, five doctors rushed in and everybody's talking and then they just leave and they don't say anything to you. Like that mm-hmm. scared me. And I mm-hmm. think that that would scare anyone just to be like, why aren't you communicating with me? Like, what, what are you doing in here? Why are you running out? Why aren't you telling me anything? Right. 
it's so frustrating. And it's also so like, you don't even have the time to be frustrated because you're so focused on obviously your body doing the biggest job on earth. Right. So it's, it's scary. And I'm, and I'm glad that you have such a great light and, and funny way of, of delivering it because, and I think that that's how most people are going to probably deliver their stories because looking back, they're wild and they're crazy, but yeah, there's always like a funny aspect of like, I was not cool or I was cool or I was like, fucking give me drugs. So like, right. you know, there's, there's like so many different levels of this and, and, and also like, listen, there's people out there that have had perfect births mm-hmm. and and by perfect, I mean, just, you know, very, very good, natural, clean babies out in an hour. Good pushes once, right. twice out. Right. Great. And, and that's fucking awesome. Right. Like, like they don't so even excited know for you. what like, yes. the rail bar is when you're, when you're like, Oh, I right. had a rail bar. I had, <laughs> I, I was not allowed to eat. Like people might not know that. So that's why I think these right. stories are so interesting and not to scare anyone not to scare anyone at all but just to talk about how every single person's story is different and no matter how many kids you have or you know however which way you go about becoming a parent there will always be a story behind it and just to hear those stories are fascinating and interesting and can be you know educational but also like really funny at the same time and it's just another part of your life to tell and probably one of the most important day or days in our experience that you have so right and I think to say funny it's like this is how we cope man when things are hard when things are uh when things are painful and hard and and suck you gotta laugh or at least you know you you gotta yeah you gotta it's a better way to cope than than some other ways so uh I'm happy to bring light into some shitty situations if we can absolutely absolutely so speaking of shitty situations, let's hear about your birth. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, why don't we start with... <laughs> Sorry. Segue? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, no. Great segue. Great segue because <laughs> speaking of shitting. So I guess we'll start around like 3 a.m. Um, it was the day after Thanksgiving and I had gone to sleep mm-hmm. around 1 a.m. I was set to be induced... The following morning at like seven. It's risky from the beginning. I know. You know, just I, I don't like to plan. I'm not I'm not. a Well, I you know, I do like to plan. But this, I kind of just let it be in the hands. Well, you were of, over it by then. At that point, you're like, it's like, I, I don't care. I'm not I don't care. But like, yeah, like, it's, time. it's time. It's time. I'm going to do what I got to do. So. So anyway, so it's I was set to be induced at 7 a.m. So my doctor, unlike yours, had like a hard stop on 41 weeks. Like I wasn't allowed to go over a week. So at this point, um, at 7am, I would have been exactly 41 weeks on that day. So anyway, so my water breaks around 3am and I'm like, what, what the fuck is that? You know, like, what is that? It felt like what I can only imagine feels, it feels like to carry around a wet diaper in your pants. So just very, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't remember it from my childhood, but from when I like change rivers diapers, I'm like, wow, that's, that's gotta be uncomfortable. And this was similarly <laughs> uncomfortable. It was like sudden and wet and soggy and confusing. I mean, you know what I mean? Or you don't know what you mean. <laughs> I imagine that I don't know what you mean. Cause it didn't happen to me, but now I'm imagining the consistency is thick because when you say like a soggy diaper, I just imagine like the, the thickness of Anyway, yeah, anyway, the continue. thickness of the moistness in my pants. 
Yes. Mm. There, mm. there, there you the go. Words. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> are you still listening? People are like, okay, bye. <laughs> They've all yeah. hung up on us. <laughs> so, um, so I go to the bathroom and I'm on the toilet to, you know, catch whatever the hell is going on down there. But when I look in the toilet, I see like a murky color. And I think I knew enough at this point that that wasn't what your water was supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So um, Billy, my partner, calls the hospital and they're like, you need to get here as soon as possible. What they said is that if I'm seeing that color, it's possible that the baby passed meconium in utero, Mm -hmm. which basically means that River, my baby, took a shit in my stomach. And... (laughs) Which speaking of shit, I like. Yeah, speaking of shit, and I like still don't entirely know what that means. However, I know that that means that we had to get to the hospital quickly because the baby could be in distress. And it's bad for you too, isn't it? Bad for your body. Yeah. Or the woman's body. Yeah. Yeah, because it's also like if they can't get it out or if it doesn't entirely come out, then they have like feces mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuck mm-hmm. inside my stomach. So I don't necess. I don't entirely. I mean, again, this is not a. <laughs> medical podcast <laughs> i don't know all the terms oh, but oh, okay. no i know i know surprise <laughs> shocking but i'm not a doctor so yeah anyway so we so we go to the hospital and and i'm like kind of amped slash scared at this point because i'm like thinking i was gonna have to be induced and who knows how long my labor is gonna be and you know i'm thinking like this is a good sign this is gonna be quick i'm you know i'm gonna get to the hospital maybe like a few hours we're gonna we're going to be good. And, um, but I'm still thinking this entire time. I'm like, I'm still definitely getting the drugs though. Like I'm absolutely <laughs> getting the drugs. That was never a, a question for you. <laughs> yeah. It was never a question for me. So we get to the hospital and they check me out and it seems I'm only about like three centimeters. So although my water broke, they did decide to go ahead with the induction because from what they could tell, like there wasn't much going on down there. I'm surprised. I'm still it still surprises me because if an if a woman I don't know maybe it's the meconium or maybe it's just because you were scheduled and they just wanted to do it that way but like mm-hmm. it still seems as if your water broke naturally that they could just wait for the natural progression of what would happen as opposed to putting you on forced contraction drugs but I mean they did what they did so I don't know if there's a doctor out there who has an answer for that yeah I mean I guess it was just because nothing was happening i mean again i probably should have asked a little bit more questions or been more um aware throughout this entire process but i was kind of just again i didn't know what was going on i left it to the professionals you know again they did decide to go ahead with the induction process and they started giving me pitocin so they're pumping pitocin you know i think you mentioned that it's just like it just increases your labor pains like Mm -hmm. tenfold so you're gonna get they're gonna become more frequent and they're gonna become stronger Mm -hmm. so I honestly like can't really remember what time anything happened, but I just know bits and pieces and highlights. And in my mind, it's like, how did this go on for so long? Because it seems like the events were so intense. But um, yeah, it it wasn't quick as I originally thought when I was going in. So I asked for the epidural and and had that with pitocin going for a while. And like I mentioned, pitocin is intense, like really intense. And like I started having. I don't know. I, maybe I have like a lower pain tolerance than most people, but I was like fucking hurting. Yeah. Like, you know, like you hear the stories and see pictures and women, you know, women are warriors no matter what. But I'm like, how did anyone do this looking like hot or like not like a <laughs> like like not like a 
sweaty meatball. Like I felt like <laughs> a sweaty Listen, meatball I'd put the you, entire I'd time. I'd put you on my spaghetti. <laughs> oh, that was like really romantic. And now I kind of want spaghetti. A sweaty meatball spaghetti dinner. A romantic sweaty, <laughs> a lish sweaty meatball spaghetti. I think I think that don't you like, want it? I mean, I get that point too because I couldn't handle it. Uh, but perhaps women. Ex- I mean, I'm sure women experience different levels, and yeah, you know, you really can't compare it because you can't feel what other women. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, what their right. pain, you know, felt like. So. Yeah. But that's why we. Have I was to just like, it. there's, <laughs> right. I was just like, there's no way I can handle this oh. in a calm manner. Like I, I was just, I was in, I was in a lot of pain. So, this goes on for a while. Again, not sure how long at this point. But the day passes, and we're now into the next morning, let's say. And I was checked, and I think I was still around like a five to seven mm-hmm. centimeters dilated. So they started telling me it was likely that this was going to happen soon. That they were going to pump up the pitocin and get this going. And I guess even Billy's mom came to the hospital that Saturday morning. It was a Saturday. Doesn't, doesn't fucking matter. But um, <laughs> came to the hospital that morning thinking it was going to happen. And uh, turns out, I think she came and left like five times because nothing just, it, nothing was fucking happening. So um, the epidural was in, but at some point it came out that morning. And I was having some like excruciating contractions and back labor and was having a hard time managing just the pain in general. So, you know, again, the Pitocin was doubling my contractions and I I could swear I could see the epidural liquid or I could not, sorry. (laughs) I could not see the epidural liquid like pumping through the IV. So I said to, you know, I said to the nurse who was in there and I was like, I don't think the epidural is plugged in or whatever. (laughs) Like it's, it's just not attached. Something, something, yeah, yeah. Did you check to see if it was plugged in? <laughs> Just blow in the blow in it, and then it'll work. And then restart. restart. All set. Uh huh. Did you try turning it off and turning it back on? <laughs> so anyways, they're like, they're like, no, no. The guy like just redosed you. Your pains are just really bad. Mm. Like I know this was supposed to be bad, but I really don't think that if the epidural was working correctly, like I would be in this right. much pain. So this goes on for hours and I think it was actually like four hours or so. And every time the anesthesiologist would come in, they would redose me and pretty much like disregard me when I would say it wasn't working. Like always just like, Oh, you're just in labor. Like this is your first baby. It's just, it's a lot like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I get that. But I also think that there's something, something's missing here. Like this isn't, this isn't right. And you know, so finally I'm like, can we please get the original guy in here who originally injected me to come in and, and take a look. And so, I, okay, so they they call him in and he comes in and um, he's examining my back and he's like, so Mrs. Isbouts, your epidural is not <laughs> plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what he said. But <laughs> I wish he did. He was like, I know. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so he's like, it's not plugged in. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no shit. Okay. I've only been saying that for four hours, but yeah, yeah. cool. So they fix that and okay, so we're good, you know, like I'm I'm feeling better. I'm you know, I'm finally like able to get some rest and um and some relief. And so whatever. So the, the next day they come in, I'm about like nine centimeters dilated. No, that's so that's why they were like, let's go ahead and start pushing. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do this. I'm ready. I'm like, I've seen the videos. Well, no, not really. Like I've I've, I've <laughs> watched it in movies. <laughs> 
I've watched movies about birth, so not really about birth, just birth and movies. Um, I saw Rachel give birth on Friends a million times. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That was a great, you know, great reference. Um. So okay. So they're like, okay, let's push. And I'm like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. So I have my legs up in the stirrups, and I'm pushing like that for a little while, and and that's not working. And then I have like the gymnastic like uneven bars, which <laughs> are not gymnastic uneven bars, but you like hold on to them above your head. It's just like one bar, and you hold on to it above your head, and and I guess like if you're hanging vertically, it might help the baby like slip out that way, like just, just it's like slip out, slide. I've never, I didn't, I didn't see those bars. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's not what it's for. <laughs> Maybe that's not what it's for, but they gave me that. And I like, I, I just had a bunch of equipment. So, and then I had like, I'm on like all fours backwards with like my asshole in the doctor's face. And like, I'm like downward dog. I'm like doing Olympic sports here, like trying to get this baby out. And, and she just wasn't coming. So um, I forgot to mention that like also at this point, my sister-in-law Elena is here with me and she was in town for Thanksgiving with my brother and, and their kids. and really thank God for her being there because I was like cursing out Billy left and right and telling him to shut up whenever he was telling me to push. He's like, push, just push. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. You push. Like, and Elena was there to like comfort me, but also like be a great support system for Billy. So it was, you know, it was great having her there and and thank God because I was, I was brutal. I was angry and I was mean and I was like, (laughs) just like fuck everyone in this room. So um, after three hours of pushing, they're like, okay, I think this isn't working. <laughs> okay, cool. Jesus. Cool, cool, cool. Like, God. What else is going to happen? So um, some time goes on and they come back and, and they're like, we want to do an emergency an emergency C-section. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Like, it's been 36 hours since I entered this hospital. I am ready to get this baby out of me, whatever way you want to do it. You know, like, I swear they could have yeah. came in and said, we're going to use a crane to take her out. And I would have been like, that sounds great. Let's, let's go yeah um so they <laughs> i don't know what are those like tongs the vag- a large version of the vagina tongs yes yes to, uh that's called a callback by the way so they wheel me into the operating room and, and i'm sitting on the table getting ready to get my second um epidural or numbing whatever whatever medicine they use to numb you again for the c-section i don't even know what it is yeah I don't know, but it goes in your spine. And so they mm-hmm. were, they had me sitting up, but at this point again, <laughs> I'm like a big old baby. I am in so much pain again. And I kept telling them like, you need to get this needle in me in the next five minutes because I felt like I was going to like topple over. Right. Like I couldn't keep my body weight up. I was, I was exhausted. I was just like, fuck, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So you let's, let's get this process going. And they're like, I know, you know, we're doing our best. And they were, and they and they were so nice, but I was just like, I don't, I didn't know if I was going to last another second. So yeah. they, they numb me up again. And when they do that for the C-section, it's like supposed to go like right under your chest. And it, ha- it they accidentally, I guess they put too much numbing or maybe because I'm like screaming at them the entire time. Like, <laughs> hurry the fuck up, drug me up. And they're like, shit, give this bitch like double dose. Shut her, literally <laughs> shut her up. Shut her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they did. They they accidentally numbed me up to my chin. So Ugh. yeah, like I couldn't feel anything from my chin down. So I couldn't feel myself breathe. And I don't know if anybody's ever experienced that, but it's like a 
it's terrifying. It feels like you're drowning almost. Like if you've ever had a dream about drowning or like you can't catch your breath, that's like what it felt like to me. And it was terrifying because the the guy who dosed me came over and he's like, you know, I hear that you think that you're dying. And he's like, you know, we're really sorry. Like we're, you know, let's not focus on that right now. They're like, let's just make sure that you're healthy and the baby gets out healthy. So I'm going to pull over the heart monitor and you can kind of watch your heartbeat going as we're, as we're doing this, like you are breathing. And I'm like, I'm just fucking losing it. I wish they would have put a mirror up to your face so you could have seen your breath. <laughs> it's been like, okay, just watch this. Yeah. Right. And I could like draw little hearts on the breath. Yeah. Just focus on this. You couldn't draw anything because your arm didn't move, but with my nose. With your nose. <laughs> just drawing little snowflakes. <laughs> like here, color. Take your mind off it. <laughs> Oh God. So yeah. So I couldn't, I couldn't feel myself free throughout that entire surgery. So, um, River gets taken out and, and I'm just like, all I care about is like, is she cute? I'm like, is she cute? And Billy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cute. And, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh my God. Like show me a picture of her. And he's like, well, do you want her? And I'm like, no. And he's like, why? And I'm like, and so I'm like shaking. I can't breathe. Like I'm terrified. Like, I think if I was to hold her, like same situation with you, like I was like convulsing. So if I was to hold her, she'd like bounce off my chest and onto the floor or something. Like, right. I didn't know where she was going. <laughs> I was like, no, don't bring her over. So he brings her over anyway. And um, he takes like a mm-hmm. selfie and, and this picture is just like, it's so bad. And I keep thinking I'm going to share it with you, but I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to. But with you, you, Sarah, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> not with you guys. I'm not even going to share it with Sarah because it's just like, <laughs> I look like. Not how you should look after you have a baby. Like, not like I look like shit because, yes, I we already we all know I looked like shit, but <laughs> I looked like terrified and scared, which mean the same thing. And like <laughs> they do, but I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to push you, <laughs> but this might be good for people to see to be like labor is hard and sometimes terrifying and normalized looking like. The scarecrow. What did you what did you say you look like? Like a sweaty meatball? (laughs) (laughs) My eyes were so big. I was just like, oh my god. (laughs) It's just like it's just so bad. Right. Anyway. Full of lots of drugs and more drugs than anybody should have had. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually it should be a good time, but it wasn't. So just kidding. I, I actually don't even do drugs, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. But um well, anyway. Okay. This is a drinking podcast, not a podcast about drugs. Um, not today, it's not. But no. So yeah, so she came out and and she was good. She was healthy, seven pounds, fifteen ounces. Um, came, I think her birth. She was like seven p.m. or something like that. And I didn't, so I didn't hold her for a little bit because I was shaking so bad. But when I finally did hold her, I woke up and I was in a a room with um Billy and River and River's godfather Dave, who is Billy's brother. And they brought her over to me and, and I held her and and the rest is, you know, fucking hell. <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I'm just kidding. And I'm it's gone kidding. downhill ever since that moment. Yeah, no, no. It's been <laughs> it's been great. But yeah, that was um it was a long time. Yeah. It was like yeah, it ended up being like forty hours altogether and a couple of days later, we were in the mother infant unit and the anesthesiologist came in and he's like, I just got to say, you know, like, we are so sorry. That has never happened in my 
40 that. years. Eek. He's lucky you're nice. I know. I mean, I did think about it a couple of times. I'm like, should I? But no. No, I didn't. But I mean, you know what you could have done is put that straight towards uh, Rivers. I want to say college fund, but she doesn't need yeah. to go to college. Whatever. Just her, her fund. fund of her life, her life fund. fund. Her fun fund. <laughs> her fun fund. Her fun fund. I wish I had a fun fund. But like, I think I was in such like a euphoric state because personally, like I love the mother, the mother infant unit. Like we ordered food. Like yeah. we chilled. Yeah. The nurses were just the like, I mean, throughout the entire thing. I did have a couple, you know, qualms with, I guess, mostly just the anesthesiologist, but, um, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the nurses are, I mean, God bless nurses. They are, they, I think without them, it would have been impossible, but also just not the same experience. I mean, I was right. just like, I think like maybe I could have thought about complaining about that whole situation, but I was just so happy. Like, being in that unit and and we were there for a couple days and it was just it was a it was a lovely experience after that that you kind of just like forget everything that happened building up like I'm healthy she's healthy what yeah um healpy (laughs) (laughs) healpy little baby girl and (laughs) okay if we didn't lose them before we just lost them all now (laughs) I think I've like misspoke like 20 words (laughs) I can't talk. I'm drinking wine. I don't know. <laughs> I I actually, I did have some nice, I had some great nurses, but I also had a really bad one um, because I was alone because I don't know how it was with you, but um, Joe had to leave at night. So oh. I was by myself from like, I'm probably going to misspeak here, but 11 until 8 a.m. or something. That's a long time to be alone with a newborn. <laughs> um like after you gave birth yeah yeah when I like my aftercare like wherever I was there for five days oh my god was I there for five days or three days holy mother I don't remember um what whatever it was for c-section which it could have been three days and and it felt like five but um there was a there was a moment where Owen Owen screamed cried unless I was feeding him he cluster fed I don't know if I mentioned that but it was hell um and I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, he was he was on my boob. He was breastfeeding, but like uh, the colostrum wasn't enough or whatever it was. I don't know. He was just always hungry. But again, like I'm just learning this as yeah. we go. And um, since I'm by myself, I at night I was just like, okay, take him. I, I had him go to the nursery. I didn't mm-hmm. keep him with me so I could try yeah, to same. sleep. And I didn't sleep at all because they kept, you know, whatever. Um, but they took him away one time, and. From my room, I heard him crying from the nursery. I heard him and I hadn't really gotten up because it was hard to walk. Yeah. And I like got up and I carried my thing and I walked down the hall and I got to the nursery and I'm like, that's my baby crying. I hear it. I wow. know his voice already. And uh, he's screaming yeah. and they're like, no, go back to bed. That's not your kid. I'm like, no, that's, I'm pretty sure that's my kid. And it's already awkward because I got out of bed to come like, am I supposed yeah. to do that? I don't know. Um, so I go back to my room and I'm like, not feeling comfortable or comforted because I'm like I know that's him not three minutes later they brought him back that's in. wild like your mother instincts were intact I mean which which they are I, I will say like that's part of the reason like I didn't read books I'm like I kind of just feel like this is like such a natural thing yeah. so I don't know yeah. whatever but I mean that just says that like your maternal instincts were right there just so well, cool some of them but it is it is that's true but then then it was like 
you know, two in the morning and I'm trying to sleep. I hadn't slept for five minutes. Yeah. And um, this nurse brings him into me. This is my, this might've been a different time, but she brought him into me and she, she's like, he's, he, he's crying. Cause that's all he did. <laughs> he's crying. And you need to, she lectured me. She's like, none of this bullshit with like two hours on and every two hours you feed him. It's like, if your baby's hungry, your baby's hungry and you have to feed him. And she's like shoved him on me. And I'm terrified he's going to slip out of my arms and fall to the floor. I'm so tired. Nobody's there. Like I have nothing. So I just remember crying and being so heartbroken and like scared already because I didn't know what to do. And that nurse was I think she was trying this tough love situation because the next time she came in, she was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, listen, I'm just trying to, you know, what, whatever it is, but you don't do that to a woman who's, you know, by herself, doesn't know yeah. what's like, her baby won't stop feeding. I don't know. It was just a bad situation. And I did not jive well with that woman, but I was also in a yeah. shared room and the woman that was next to me was on her second child, but she was like so sweet through the, through the oh. sheet. She was talking to me and going it's happened to me. Don't feel bad. And she was such a, yeah, it was a really lovely, that was a lovely moment. But anyway, some, some, you know, some nurse people, nurses are human. So it's like, you know, they deal with people the way they deal with people. And, um, oh, that was just a real rough. I remember just, I think I, I wish I would have written down how the conversation went because I was like, so broken from that. Yeah. And that's so, it's a pretty aggressive way to handle a new mother, but Why? I mean, I don't know if you like asked or or whatever, but why wouldn't they let Joe stay overnight? Is it because you had a shared room? I was in a shared room because I didn't have a private room. I'm pretty sure at Mount Sinai. I think that was like the thing. And we could have paid for a private room, except it was out of pocket. And um, Mama Mama Sarah doesn't have a doesn't have the out of pocket funds at that time. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, you know, the day I left, he didn't show up, so it wasn't like he was doing much for me. So it's like right. the day I, you know, was was supposed to bring Owen home, he he slept in or whatever, but like didn't show up. So for me, it was like Joe being there was, you know, nice to have extra hands, but it's kind of like That's okay. Funny. And again, I'm I'm yeah. doing this by myself. No. Anyway, right, right. Well, I love you, and you are an amazing mother, mm-hmm. um, which you know. <laughs> I, I, you know what I I kind of wanted to say. Or I made that post where I was, yeah. uh, my Instagram post, and I yeah. was saying I had a hard time with River. And everyone commented and said, you're a great mom. And I'm like, I never once said I wasn't a good mom. And I don't know why it, bug- it bugged me, but it's kind of like, oh, if no. you say like, oh, I'm, I'm so fat. And somebody, you know, like you've seen, I'm sure people have like seen this meme. Where it's like, I'm so fat. And it's like, oh, but you're beautiful. It's like, well, I never fucking said I wasn't beautiful. Exactly. I just said I wasn't, exactly. I was fat. Like. And I don't know why it just kind of bugged me. Like every single, and I had like 12 comments or something. And every one of them was like, you're a great mom. You're doing a good job. And I get the intention. And I know that the intention is to, you know, repeat, you know, positivity and and encourage people. Right. But like stuff you and I talk about, we're like, no, we're just like real with each other. We're like, damn, that sucks. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I love you. And let me know what, if I can help at all. But I actually, I read that on there and I started seeing people, I commented on it mm-hmm. and I did, I think I was intentionally like, I'm not going to tell her she's a good mom. Cause she is a good mom. So I'm just going to tell her like fucking sit in the chaos and I'm here. I don't even know what I wrote, but I hope it didn't come off that way. Cause I was intentionally trying not to be that way. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> because I was reading that and going, that's not the fucking point. Yeah. That's not, that's. 
Yeah. I, I, I totally get that feeling. Cause I, I think I, I, I did a story once and people responded that way and you're just like, this isn't. Yeah. That's not what the, the it's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a I'm hard saying. time. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time. Mm-hmm. And by me saying that, I'm trying to say that like good moms have bad days, like good mm-hmm. parents have bad days and mm-hmm. that's normal. And the fact that I even have to say that is like weird, but you know, I think in, in these times, everybody's trying to ungeneralize as much as possible. So if, if, you know, if you say you're having a bad day, it doesn't mean that like somebody needs to say like, oh, but you're doing, you're doing a great job. It's like, right. I know I am. I'm just saying I'm having a bad day. And, and not that I even want anybody to say anything, but maybe just like, fuck, that sucks. Or like, yeah. you know, tomorrow's a new day or, you know, hopefully yeah. tomorrow will be better. Something yeah. like that. You know, like, I don't know. So anyway. Or here's a story about the time my kid yeah. made me crazy. Yeah. Like, yes. How about that? That's yes. a good, that's a good option. Yeah. Damn, that's what I should have done. Sorry. It's okay. I'll I'll I'm down. sure there'll be another one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do next time. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> put that mentally, put that away. Uh, so, um, yeah. So those were our birth stories. And we are now going to listen to one that was submitted through our spill the wine segment so sarah you want to sarah you sarah do you want to take it away to introduce sarah number two what (laughs) do you want to sing a little deadly this time oh yeah spill the wine every time you spill a drop a baby is born in (laughs) in a uh, (laughs) hospital downtown Spill the wine every time you think about a song, you, you know, a story. Nope. We're going with Sarah's. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Um, so this week is our first submission, and it is um, wine spilled from Sarah, who I went to college with. Uh, we were in sorority together, in a sorority together. We were Chi Omegas. Chi till I die Oh, God. <laughs> That's right. That's absolutely correct. I love Did this. Did you have guessed I was in a sorority? No. Okay. Yeah. No. No. It was um it was not it was not my cup of tea, to be honest. I probably could have really gone like really hard into being a sorority girl and I just uh I wasn't the best there I was not like the most like what do you do in a sorority um well that's for a that's probably a whole episode of uh, like a spinoff episode Sarah's corner uh Sarah's college corner yeah if you subscribe to our patreon you can you can get in and Sarah will sit by a fire and tell you late night stories about her college days fire cracking in the back and me yes with a yeah, no, um, but anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so Sarah's lovely and, um, she has two little boys and, uh, she's going to tell us a story, which I think is about her first birth. So here we go. Exciting. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, hitting the bottle. Hi. All right. So my name's Sarah and I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old boys, and I'm going to tell you about my first birth story in 2016, I had a condition in pregnancy called cholestasis. It is a condition where your bile leaches into your bloodstream and it causes uncontrollable hellish itching, oh especially at God. night. 
And so I welcomed labor because that is the yeah. only treatment or cure to this specific condition. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, just get So I had out. to be induced because coleostasis can cause things like stillbirth. Um, so when I had levels in my system that were not sustainable, I was induced at 38 weeks. And I had this idea that I was going to be sort of like this granola, you know, all natural as long as I could. Um, that was part of my birth plan. And so we had a doula at the hospital that I delivered at. And when they broke my water, I was progressing quickly enough that I wasn't allowed to walk around, mm -hmm. which was really challenging to try to stay seated during each of my contractions. I remember saying that I needed to get up to go to the restroom and my doula was like, well, if you go, then you're going to have the worst contraction you've had so far. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And when I went in, it was absolutely like, you know, ripping your stomach out of your rear end kind of pain. So I trusted my doula wholeheartedly after that moment and pretty much listened to everything that she said. Um, and I went through pretty much all of my um, active labor until I got to about eight centimeters. And at eight centimeters, I was basically having an exorcism. <laughs> I couldn't see. I mean, goddamn good for hear. you for getting to eight centimeters. My contractions yeah. were pretty much right. constant. Like right. when you would look you at the monitor, there. it yeah. was unbelievable. So I look at my husband and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for an epidural. I'm ready for drugs. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But remember you said you didn't want to. And you know, he's trying to honor my birth plan. And I like screamed like, <laughs> I need drugs. <laughs> so I got something called Nubane, which made me super loopy. Um, I almost like couldn't even consent to the epidural oh because I was so out of it, which was a really lovely relief from the discomfort that I'd been having, but I was still having significant contraction pain. So I got an epidural. Blink if you want I the passed epidural. out. I took a nap yeah. for about 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour. And when I woke up, I was complete. Yeah. And um, I love pushing. People always say, like, they're scared of labor. But for me, labor is sort of like an athletic event, right? Like, everybody cheers for you. You push. Oh and, like, uh, there are probably, like, yeah. 20 people in the room. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. And you're like, yeah. And um, I welcomed labor, obviously, because it was the end of my pregnancy. I was not an earth mother. I was not glowing. I was. I bet um, she was, though. Something else. <laughs> so um, pushing was amazing for me. Um, having my small person on my chest, having that skin-to-skin -skin contact was just one of the most extraordinary experiences mm. of my life. I... Um, We'll never forget my first labor experience. Yeah. And although it was scary and obviously painful, it was um, one of my favorite parts of my pregnancy. And I was excited to do it again. Uh, when my water broke with my second, William, I was on the couch and I just started like dancing because <laughs> um, I was like, it's showtime, baby. Um, my husband, not so much. He's running around with towels. He like tripped down the stairs. You know, he was a little frenetic and frantic, but... Um, yeah. Labor's the shit. Labor's the shit. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. Labor's the shit. It's, yeah. it's many things. And I think that maybe you can just sum it all up in saying labor's the shit. Cause what does that mean? Does that mean a good shit? Does that mean a bad shit? I'm not really sure, but so that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's 
It's so interesting because one, I've never heard of that condition that she had which with sounds, the itching and the and the oh awful. It sounds like awful. The actual worst. It sounds uh, on top of I mean on top of everything else because I actually a uh, uh, opposite of her I actually enjoyed pregnancy yeah. and hated the birth process so it was like I did too. I I God right I felt I felt. I loved gaining weight yeah. and getting more round and feeling it. I, I know that a lot of people have had issues with that. I yeah. get it, but I loved it. I felt very excited. I I ate McDonald's a lot and that felt great. So it was like this moment right. of, oh, I felt so good. And I mean, that's not to say there weren't bad parts of it, but I, I really enjoyed being pregnant. Yeah, I kind of feel like, so this kind of comes from like, for me, I almost feel like like a um, mental health standpoint of like my relationship with my weight and my relationship with eating healthy and my relationship with gaining weight has always been negative and there is a, a taboo about gaining weight and with mm-hmm. pregnancy mm-hmm. that can get really hard it can mm-hmm. for some people that I know it's it's been challenging to see your body change and to and to take on weight that you never knew would like new before and you're worried about how you're going to get get it off again um I think for me that my relationship with gaining weight has always been a negative one and this was a positive one mm-hmm. and actually it ended up being that I didn't gain enough weight during my pregnancy the doctor told me I need you to gain five pounds every week so I was like fuck yeah I was like this is yeah. fun for me because if you're telling me I need to gain weight like I was ordering I don't eat Subway, but I was ordering like two Subway sandwiches right, at a time right. and like Taco Bell. Right. I remember one time I was driving home and I had Taco Bell in the car, but I passed a place that smelled like pizza. So I got pizza too. <laughs> and, and I was just like ruthless. I was just like, let's bring it. But you know, like that's yeah. also like, I have no issue now. You know, I think that in the past year, I think both of us definitely have started being more conscious about body positivity and not being so hard on ourselves, which we talk about a lot with our foods that we order and the the things that we eat. And some days we're great and we eat great. And some days we work out and some days we, we don't and whatever. And that's all good because we're human beings and we're just doing what our body tells us to do. During our pregnancies though, like to be able, and what a sad thing that is to say though, like to be able to, carelessly gain weight Mm -hmm. maybe we liked it so Mm -hmm. much because we felt so restricted for so long yeah I was actually gonna say the exactly that I think that um for me my relationship with food has been tragic my for most of my life it's not been good and you know it's still something I struggle with and work on daily but the ability Mm -hmm. The, sh- the shittiest part about it is the ability that you get to say, I have to gain weight. Like, you know, it, it, that's another point that, that yeah. you, take, you take advantage of it because you go, well, I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I'm allowed. Who? Who the fuck's allowing you and not allowing you? But it mm-hmm. is that. It's, that. it's this moment of I'm eating for my baby and it's allowed and I don't have to feel bad about it. And that made it easier that made it easier for me because that's yeah like also we need to never we need to never feel guilty about what we eat because food is food and food is nutrients and 
if you feel like that's what you want, just like don't eat it. I mean, like, it, it, I think that's like our point is like pregnancy brings you to new levels of like, I don't give a fuck, you know, for me at least. Yeah. But I think speaking honestly, like on touching on what you said and, and thinking about what I, what I was thinking as you were saying that is that reality is we are so ingrained in, in body image and, and this and that, mm-hmm. that when you're pregnant, it either it goes one way or another. And, right. you know, it, you either feel like you can't gain weight because you can't gain weight, you can't get, you know, fat, air quotes here. Yeah. Um, or you feel like it's a, it's a relief. You know, do it. And, um, you know, I think that it's something that we can touch on, you know, as we talk about things. But yeah. um, I think that body image and, 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 I definitely think we're going to have a lot of conversations about that because after having a child, yeah. it's been a very difficult journey for me. I, you know, I'm, it's not easy for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a conversation worth having much more in depth. Certainly. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, like seeing that baby's head crown, is just the, that's just the tip of the iceberg because there is so much that happens after afterbirth there's going home there's the next days I mean even if not going home if you're a new parent that adopted a new baby or had a you know had somebody be your surrogate I mean every moment leading up to that first time you're holding your baby's life in your arms for the first time I think that a lot of the next steps and progressions are very similar to any other person experiencing the same thing so like you know next week we we want to talk about I think that we'll talk about birth stories for a little bit but I think we'll also talk about what happens after you go home what happens after you get into the car and you put your baby in the car seat for the first time you have no idea what the fuck you're doing and you're right. like hoping somebody doesn't stop you and say like the baby's not in there right or the baby's not in there yeah. oh shit <laughs> I forgot I had one I mean that old thing uh, and sucking up my tit for 24 hours I don't want it <laughs> no but yeah like going home and yeah and just trying to navigate all of that you know like going back to work going yes or not going back to work yep. or being alone after your partner goes or being alone from day one and, mm-hmm. and like just you know or no matter who you are no matter what your story is no matter what your journey to parenthood was we want to hear your story mm-hmm. and we want to talk about it and we want to just give, I don't want to say lighthearted because it's probably not always going to be lighthearted. No. We'll try to make it funny and, and not try, but we laugh about inappropriate stuff all the time. I think we both find comfort in a lot of inappropriate things. <laughs> the darkness. The darkness. Yeah, absolutely. So we both just want to say thank you for being here. We've just been talking about wanting to have an open conversation about parenthood for a while because Sarah and I both look at parenthood in a very realist perspective and also just like no shame we with each other mm-hmm. which is so great because that's mm-hmm. not in everybody's circle you know like Sarah's and my relationship is very like fuck it tell me whatever you want so we want to be that for you guys we want to open up like our relationship yeah. to everybody else's story 100 percent, yeah 100%. And I think that we've got a lot to offer you guys. We are 
great listeners. We have a lot of stories to tell you. Yeah. We want you to be a part of this with us. We have opened our arms and we embrace you and we love you. And you know what? Yeah. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Shake your beverages. Not your babies. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. <laughs> The Hitting the Bottle theme song was created in partnership with the exceptionally talented Megan Casey. Check out her website at megancasey.com. That's M-E-A-G-H-A-N-C-A-S-E-Y dot com.